Welcome back to the Dad and Rock Podcast. This is Sean. And this is Chris. Hey, we're uh, back at it again here. It's a new week, uh, a little bit delayed. We had some uh, some things kind of come up. Easter holiday was last weekend. Uh, how was your Easter? It was it was nice. It was, you know, a little different. But, I mean, for the most part, I mean, we had our ham. We did our, our Easter egg hunt. Uh, I've got my kids doing this, uh, like, magic glasses thing. So when they wake up, there is no eggs hidden. And then we take them out of the house for some reason. They put uh, their glasses or sunglasses in a hat. And all of a sudden, the Easter Bunny puts magic on them, and they see all the eggs that have been hidden, and they run around the house and they find eggs. So we were able to, we were able to pull off our normal uh, Easter, just you know, just minus family, which is, I mean, honestly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it was ended up being pretty good. We're uh, Easter by social distancing, so uh, typical Sunday anyway for our family. But uh, yeah, it was good. I agree. Um, lots of candy. Too much candy. I am so over candy. Between Halloween and Easter, it's we have candy for years. So, I mean, I find myself either throwing away candy or like, I don't know what kind of candy to get. I don't even want to eat all the candy because I'm gaining too much weight. Yeah, that's just uh, part of the quarantine, too. I think we're all just bored and sitting and eating. But uh, Easter Bunny at our house this year made the mistake of buying more candy uh, for me than uh, for the kid. (laughs) (laughs) My poor daughter was looking for more jelly beans and fruity stuff, and uh, it was mainly Reese's Pieces and (laughs) stuff I enjoy. Yeah, Zach doesn't like chocolate. Yeah. It's hard to buy candy that's not chocolate. Uh, Skylar loves chocolate on the other hand. So I'm buying like $60 in candy because I need to buy so many different types of candy. So they're both happy. Like, come on guys. Can't you like the one thing and just make things easy for me? <laughs> right. I don't know if you saw it. I posted, uh, uh our aunt came by and, uh, she stayed six feet away, but, uh, she did drop off a basket for Verona. Uh, but she had left it in her car too long. Oh, the Easter buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The hollow chocolate bunny in the bag. By the time it got to us, it was just this uh, melted chocolate mess with one bunny eyeball sticking <laughs> off the top. That's, I mean, that's kind of appropriate to what we're going through. <laughs> yeah, it was terrific. It reminded me of like the uh, the T-1000 from T2 or something. It was just a molten mess. <laughs> you should have put like a like a thumbs up on them in a metal hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Easter went pretty well. Uh, with Easter came a uh, new digital release, kind of the first of its kind, where something that was supposed to be coming out in the theaters, uh, was marketed as such for a long time. On the slate to be a very wide release was a sequel to Trolls, Trolls World Tour from DreamWorks. Um, kind of a bigger movie, but uh, with everything going on, people being quarantined, uh, theaters being closed, uh, they decided to release it uh, wide as, across all kind of digital buying platforms. And uh, so you're unable to buy it yet, but you can rent it for like 20 bucks. And uh, that's what I did. I guess that's what you did too, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, my kids were chomping at the bit to see this in the theater. So, I mean, honestly, 20 bucks, they saved me money by doing this. Yeah. I mean, I probably wouldn't have done it if the theaters were open because I enjoy the theater experience. Right. But the idea of, you know, $20 and they can watch it for 48 hours as much as they want. I mean, I, I was, it was a no-brainer for me, honestly. Yeah, we did. It was pretty enjoyable. Uh, I don't, well, I guess, you know, overall thoughts, I don't know if I enjoyed it as much as the first Trolls. The first Trolls was kind of fun. Uh, more of a well-rounded introduction to the characters and stuff. But this one was pretty fun, uh, kind of exploring the different genres of music that the Trolls are a part of. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it had the same, you know, same spirit as the first one did. Yeah. Uh, 
I kind of agree with you. The first one was the better of the two. The different music, you know, different parts of the music, and you know, the strings and everything. That, that was fun by itself. It kind of explained, you know, why there are so many. They don't know about each other because they've been in isolation for so long. Uh, but I almost feel like the story itself may have gotten away, you know, of the story. Yeah. At times. I mean, yeah. I mean, so you have the pop trolls will pop and everyone. You know, just the upbeat, happy everyone's the same and then she finds out it's okay for everyone not to be the same and in reality it was the pop trolls that actually sent them down this road here and they're just kind of repeating history which i think we're kind of getting a little political (laughs) at that point they're repeating history it's i don't know i loved it my kids loved it my daughter's running around throwing the horns up you know air guitar oh yeah that was fun yeah saying she's a rock troll my son is clearly a pop (laughs) troll and i guess i'm a bergen Oh, that's funny. No, I, you know, I think it had a pretty, I think that was really the, the root of the story. The, the heart of the whole thing itself was Poppy's lesson of, um, you know, hey, we're all the same. You know, we don't need to be separated. Um, but it was more complicated than that. It was more kind of a, um, a different solution where instead of just ignoring people's differences, you embrace them because of their differences. Um, and, uh, it was kind of a, a nice message, I think, for a kid's movie. But, um, yeah, I, I thought exploring the different genres of music was, was pretty fun. It opens up with the techno trolls <laughs> down in, uh, down under the sea. They had kind of their own. With the music up? Yeah. yeah. It's fun. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Like waiting for the beat to drop. And, uh, they were all like, uh, had their neon lights down there under the ocean and kind of their own vibe. Uh, it was really cool. Once I knew that there was a funk troll and, and just happened to see, uh, who they were, I was, it was pretty clear that that uh, Cooper, the one troll with the uh, kind of the uh, wears the green hat and has the longer neck, it looks a little bit different from the other pop trolls. He's voiced by Ron Funches. He's fun. Uh, but yeah, I, I could tell that he was going to be uh, part of the, the funk trolls. I thought that they were probably my favorites, honestly. Uh, just, uh, you know, that kingdom that they had and the music and how they were picked up in the uh, the spaceship that looked like a uh, like an album cover from like 1972. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't have one area. They were always kind of on the move. Yeah, yeah, no, that was fun. I, I, I enjoyed the uh, the country trolls, and not at first either, because I mean, it's kind of like they're all doom and gloom. And I sat back and I listened to the song again. I was like, oh, that's actually pretty, pretty good song. <laughs> and yeah, and that, I didn't even realize when I was watching it, but Kelly Clarkson actually plays uh, Delta Dawn, so they actually had somebody you know that could actually sing that is known. And uh, I mean, they did a pretty good job at even you know casting this movie because it wasn't yeah. just a bunch of nobodies. It was a bunch of people that are, are, are widely known. Yeah, I enjoyed it, too. As, uh, I enjoyed that portion of the movie, too, with the country trolls. They had a totally different vibe um, where they were more morose and like a sad country song. And uh, it's funny because Poppy immediately didn't like it because she's so happy-go-lucky. But then uh, Branch did end up liking it. He was like, you know, it's uh, you know, it's kind of sad, just like real life. Yeah, yeah. She's like, hold on, whoa, whoa, what's going on yeah. here? <laughs> then they break into their medley. <laughs> oh Jesus! It made sense for his character, but it made sense for Justin Timberlake too, because he, he's a kid from Tennessee. He actually has pretty uh, country roots. He likes. Uh, he's, he released a full album, I think, that was mainly country. Um, so it's uh, it's kind of funny. He dips his toe in both worlds. He's known for pop, but uh, he likes to go back to his Tennessee roots from time to time. Yeah, who let the dogs out? <laughs> yeah, that wasn't one of them. <laughs> a little too far. <laughs> um, the, the classical trolls, we didn't really get uh, too much of a taste of them. I guess they were just... Uh, that's was kind of the big thing, is that we didn't really get to explore a lot of these different genres of music. Um, with these and kind of learn about these characters probably the most that we did of course were the rock trolls because they were played the antagonists of the film 
Yeah, Barb. Yeah, Queen Barb. <laughs> uh, and her dad, right, who was voiced by Ozzy. Yeah, he couldn't get the horns up. Put them up. <laughs> Go help him. They flick his fingers. As we were watching it, I told my wife, I was like, do you think Ozzy Osbourne even realized what he was doing? Like, do you think they just sat him in a booth somewhere and, you know, recorded him and told him have a good day? Just say nothing, yeah. <laughs> just start talking. <laughs> it doesn't have to make any sense. Just babble. We'll capture it and we'll put it in a movie. And we're not going to be able to, yeah, no one's going to make sense of this at all anyway. <laughs> what do you think of uh, Guy Diamond having a baby? <laughs> Popping out of his head. <laughs> Little Keenan Thompson, Tiny Diamond. Tiny Diamond. Oh, my God. I, I loved Tiny Diamond. And <laughs> he started talking. <laughs> oh, I thought that was so much fun. But, yeah, as a whole, you know what? I'm buying the movie. But you mentioned kind of like how they didn't explore the other genres of music. What DreamWorks is really good with, uh, with partnered with, uh, with Netflix, is they put out a series. They've already have a series out there for Trolls. On Netflix. Oh, yeah. So I can absolutely see them, you know, exploring those other genres in, uh, you know, another type of series uh, down the road with, you know, the Trolls world. I was kind of disappointed because it's like the main uh, country troll, Hickory, who uh, I thought was pretty, you know, cool country character voiced by Sam Rockwell. And, uh, you know, it turns out he was uh, a yodeler troll, a bounty hunter in disguise. But, uh, yeah, not the real deal. So the only country res- representation we had was really the queen and kind of the other uh, folks in those town. Yeah, the mustache dude. And yeah. <laughs> the weird character that comes out of her hair. Grumble. Grumbly, grumbly, uh, yeah. But yeah, you're right. I think it might be a possibility for them to kind of explore uh, these other groups uh, in the Netflix series. I'm curious to see how well it did. I know uh, what I've been able to see via Amazon Prime that it actually jumped to number one on Amazon Prime as their most uh, you know downloaded you know product. Yeah, no, it was you know, it jumped to number one and it surpassed surpassed the other two that were one and two. I can't you know think of off the top of my head what those two were, but uh, those were buys, so you can actually own them. This was a rent only, so the fact that it jumped to the top with a rent only, I think, speaks to a lot of where we are right now, you know, in this time. Right? Yeah, it definitely set records, but uh, it's kind of unprecedented times for uh, for a new record of that of that type. But did so. you hear theaters were furious with DreamWorks on how they did this? Oh yeah. Uh, they were not happy that they decided to go straight to um, to video on demand rather than delaying the release and having it go in the theaters. Because it was in the theater. Was it was it in the theaters at all? Was it a short period? No, no, no. Onward was the one that was That's in right. theaters for I don't know a week or two. Um, this one never never made it out. I I understand that. I I guess. Um, and uh, I just feel like this one, the, we were so far along as far as the marketing push with this one. There was already products on the shelves and uh, every, we were so close to the release. For them to delay it and have to like start that train up again, uh, whole cloth, you know, months from now, that would have been a, a total waste of money on the studio's part. So, you know, every other movie, and we'll get into it later, pretty much every other movie that's coming out this year is delayed, um, you know, at least four months, six months, sometimes a whole year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so the theaters are going to get their influx of movies down the line. This really seems to be the only casualty as of right now. Well, this and uh, uh, Artemis Fowl in, uh, in, in oh, June. Yeah, Artemis Fowl uh, does need to decide to go ahead and put that directly onto uh, Disney Plus. But you know, let's wrap up the trolls real fast. Uh, what was your overall, you know, thinking? Will you watch? Here's a good indication on how you feel about. It. Will you watch it again? Will I watch it again? Well, we already watched it twice within that 48 hour period. Um, so most likely. 
The whole thing is, I don't know if I'll purchase it again. Maybe if it's streaming somewhere, but I feel like I already shelled out the 20 bucks for it. I'm not sure how how quick I'll be on the draw to uh, purchase it. Yeah, I feel like it's bound to be on Netflix, just like the original one has been. Yeah. Uh, who knows how long it'll take to get there. I'll absolutely watch again. My kids love it. It's one of those, we listen to the, the soundtrack almost to the point of nausea. Because, I mean, they, they <laughs> love the music. It's, I mean, Zach sitting down on YouTube with uh, sing-alongs with the final song. Yeah. And I actually recorded him doing it and sent it to his music teacher because they're asking for projects. Oh, okay. So he's actually singing along and I sent it along. She's like, you know, that's a great you know, music project, but it's also good reading, too, because he's singing it right along with it, which is which is a good time. And my daughter, Skylar, she, man, she's, like I said earlier, running around with her horns up, air guitaring, jumping off the couch, landing on her knees, <laughs> you know, Rocking like a hurricane, you know. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Verona was bobbing her head up and down, too, with the uh, the rock music. I, I told her that was Daddy's favorite genre of music, and she was like, really? She was into it, too. So it, it's been fun to see that. And look at my wife. She's like, you know what? You're doomed. <laughs> I don't see a country bone in either of these kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I'll, yeah, like I said earlier, I'll rewatch it. We may, we're more likely we'll buy it. What we may wind up doing is they, they do this typically when they release a sequel. If you don't own the first one, there's usually a combo pack. So we may buy it that way. So it's not going to be, like, probably not 4K, all that. It's just going to be, like, you know, 30 bucks for two movies. Right. And they're not going to care. I mean, they're going to be in HD. They're going to look good for them. I'm not going to be scrutinizing how it looks. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So there you go. Trolls 2, Trolls World Tour, the uh, Dad and Rock uh, short review there. Uh, worth seeing for sure. Um, I don't know if you don't want to spend your $20 now to uh, rent it for 48 hours, which um, I can understand that too. Usually a, a rental is, you know, about five bucks, maybe at the most, five, six dollars. If you don't want to spend $20 for 48 hours, uh, I think it's definitely worth waiting for when they do eventually release it uh, to rent or just to stream for free or on a server that you already pay for. Uh, definitely worth your time to watch. Absolutely. So we did mention a little bit about the theaters and their issues with trolls releasing digitally uh, directly to the consumer without having the pit stop of being in theaters. There are a lot of other movies that were to come out in the uh, 2020 slate that have been delayed. And I, I understand you put kind of a rundown of some of the different uh, movies that uh, have been changed, right? Yeah, there, and there's been a lot. I mean, I got a feeling I'm gonna, I'm going to miss a few here uh, in our list here. But uh, I mean, I put the ones that I figured were kind of the main ones. I mean, I didn't put Artemis Fowl on there, yeah, just because it was it was going directly to uh, Disney Plus, which it's. I mean, that by itself, just like they did with uh, with Onward, they're kind of ahead of the curve with that. They're not willing to push things off because I think they've got such a backlog of things that are coming out. They don't have the the movement as some uh, you know, studios may have. And to, to be honest, with the case with Artemis Fowl, I did not hear a lot of great things, a lot of excitement about that movie as it was. Um, I feel like maybe they dodged a bullet here by putting it directly on streaming because, you know, it's one thing to put it out in the theaters. Um, word of mouth quickly kind of... Uh, um, will smash a movie. a movie. Yeah, it'll kill a movie that first weekend if it's you know not very good or successful. But I feel like it's a little bit different with streaming. Like it has a bit of an easier path. Like people are so hungry to just you know throw on content, throw on new you know well produced content on their TVs that uh, it may have a different sort of popularity, a, a better sort of experience coming to streaming first as something that, you know, acting a little bit more special as opposed to just kind of dropping on a random weekend in the theaters and not doing very well. Yeah, this one I wouldn't have gone and seen in the theater. No, me neither. Uh, June 10th, I, I'll probably check it out. I mean, yeah. if I watch, you know, 
20, 30 minutes of it, and I realized, you know, it's not for me. You know what? I didn't lose anything. Yeah. I was like, but getting on to the, the movies that are being pushed off, I mean, we're talking Disney here with this one here, um, Mulan. This was, this was a big one that they've been pushing, and there's been a lot of talk about, a lot of buzz about, uh, a lot of hope for this one here. Yeah. And it was actually we're supposed to be released on uh, March 27th, and they moved it back to July 24th. Do you think that's enough time for it to actually have a uh, you know a theater release? Oh, I have no idea at this point. It's uh, maybe, uh, maybe not. I think that's optimistic. I really do uh, for theaters to be back up and running by July twenty fourth. Um, I'd say if if it, they do hold to that July twenty fourth date, it may be one of the first movies that you know do come out in a wide release. Yeah, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm optimistic about it as well. It, it seems like there may be theaters opening here with this wave one they're talking about. I think they can make it so there. There's no way to do that to ten people in the theater. Yeah, but I definitely think with the new theater setups, they can do it so you're more than six feet apart. So say for instance, I buy you know seat one and two. Say three and four aren't available, then automatically blacks them out, and they've right. got to go further down. So I think it's possible to do that, but you know the groups of ten, uh, they'd have to go to you know the fifty range or something down those lines. But I may be chomping at the bit. This wasn't one that I was chomping at the bit to go see. It was one that I would would have seen. I don't know if I would have waited for you know the, the next couple of weeks for it to come out. You know after the opening weekend. But if if this is released around July twenty fourth, uh, I've been so immersed within Disney content within you know, this period of time. I'm kind of looking forward to this one. Yeah, me too. It was one that I would have, um, I don't know if I would have gone to the theater to see it. I don't know if there's enough there for my daughter to be interested in it uh, with her age. If she was a little older, maybe. Um, Has she seen the original? No, she hasn't even seen the cartoon version, so there's really no excitement there about it. We'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's one that I'll definitely check out when it's available digitally, but uh, even with this July 24th date, we probably won't be going to see it. Yeah, so next up is uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, we've already previewed a lot of these uh, on a previous episode of Dad and Rock as far as going over some of the trailers when they were released. And uh, Wonder Woman in 1984 looked pretty cool, pretty innovative. Um, you know, I love that time period. Even though the 80s are a little overdone with the whole Stranger Things of it all and a lot of other shows kind of taking place in that time period. But uh, um, it could be fun, especially with some of the... Um, the comic book roots and stuff that was going on in 1980s comics. It was a very fun time. Um, but yeah, I, it was originally supposed to come out in June of this year. Bumped back a couple months down to uh, mid-August. This is a bit of a safer uh, release schedule, I think, than the Mulan. Even though it's just a couple of weeks between the two, two or three weeks. I don't know. I think that, that buffer uh, makes me feel a bit more comfortable. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I may be one of the rare people that enjoy you know the, the comic you know, book error movies. Uh, I've never been a DC person. I honestly, I'll, I'll be the first to admit it here. I have yet to see the original Wonder Woman, the the first one with Gal Gadot in it. So, uh, yeah, I, this one here, I can give or take. Honestly, I, I had no intentions of seeing this in the theater anyway. Uh, so, I mean, there may be a night sometime soon. I get bored. I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to throw on, right. You know, the Wonder Woman movie. And if just, just seen it, cause I know originally when Batman versus uh, Superman came out, I was pumped. Then I was, kind of angry that they were making it about the justice league and not about, you know, Superman and Batman so much. And then when I seen wonder woman come in and she played her part, I enjoyed it. So then I was kind of pumped to see wonder woman. And then between when that happened to when the movie came out, it completely fizzed away. Like I had no one to, so it may be the same way. If I go ahead and just see wonder woman, I may have that, that one to go see the next one here at 1984. 
I mean, it's it's a mystery, honestly. I don't think too much has come out about the plot of this film. Just some still shots, a couple of trailers that don't really go into the, the nitty-gritty and the, the details of the plot, um, which is good. You know, a lot of the times we know more about the movies than we should going into it. Um, so it is one I'm looking forward to. Um, whether or not I go to the theater August 14th to go see it, I'm not so sure yet entirely. Um, but, uh, now we kind of move on to some other movies that have a bit of a deeper, uh, wait time than the others. Um, you, you know, Mulan, couple months, uh, Wonder Woman, couple months, uh, we're going to m- move on to Black Widow, which originally was supposed to come out May 1st, moved to November 6th, a whole nother season, uh, about, uh, six months or so. This may be a death blow to Black Widow, honestly. I was kind of pumped to see it a little bit, had them born identity, Matt, uh, GI Joe kind of feel to it. Honestly, now. I mean, I I may see it when it comes like out like digitally to rent, but I, I probably have no no real want to to go see this one at all anymore. Yeah, it, it's crazy. I mean, it's funny how much you know how much money they spend in marketing these films with cutting trailers, with uh, putting posters up, with you know you, sometimes you spend more on marketing than you do for the actual movie these days. It seems like so. And this one was kind of far along, ramped up in there um, to be a big Marvel Studios release for the beginning of May to kind of kick off the um, you know summer movie season. Now being bumped to November, it's just uh, I don't know, won't be summer anymore. But you're right. I don't know. You know, I was I would have gone and seen this, and I probably still will in November. Um, but uh, the the lead up and and kind of the heat that this thing had going into May is totally dissipated, and we'll see if they'll be able to capture that again going in through you know October into a November release. Yeah, then we have a, the next one here. It's one of those odd ones here. You got Free Guy, which was supposed to come out on July third, which has moved back to December eleventh. I mean, I feel like that's another almost another death blow for a movie. You put it in the you know early November December time frame. I just I don't think they're going to do well, and this one here I think was even kind of one of those free form movies anyway. Now the more the closer and closer we were getting to this one here, the more and more I was actually interested in it. So it, it kind of feels like my kind of movie. Yeah, but uh, I I just I'm losing optimism when it comes to a lot of these movies that are being bumped the way they're being bumped. Yeah, and this one was the uh, the Disney one with Ryan Reynolds being like a video game character, like an NCP that uh, breaks into being a main character. Like, a, he lives in a world that is a video game. Yeah, he's um, a bank uh, teller that gets robbed every day or something. Yeah. Lines. Yeah, and, I mean, if you went to the movies in the last six months, you were inundated with this trailer. I, I swear it played in front of every movie that came out. So, um, once again, I mean, you know, marketing push to get this out for July 3rd. You know, July 4th week, that's typically, like, almost pretty much the biggest uh, weekend of the summer because it's extended. It's a holiday weekend. People are out and about. You know, seeing seeing movies and stuff, and for them to lose that slot to push it to mid December, which is you know going to be crowded with everything else. We'll talk about the next movie coming up, but uh, you know, I think you know it's the same story with all of these movies where it's going to be a mystery whether or not this was this ends up being a good thing for them, this move or a bad thing. Yeah, it's going to have a very short life on it uh, because its competitor on the twenty fourth of December is going to be Top Gun too, and I, I think. This honestly, I mean, granted, yeah, this should have been a a summer movie, June twenty fourth. Yes. This this feels like a summer movie. Yeah, but honestly, there are so many bad movies released in the December, mid December time frame. Because uh, I mean, I think they're one of the few companies that are open on Christmas Day and like Thanksgiving and things like that for people to do something other than you know staying with family and you want to drink. But uh, this one, I- I'm there for. 
I re- I've already told Janessa. <laughs> I mean, I, if there's an early showing on Christmas Eve and I'm available to go to, go to it, I'm going to it. I'm, I'm going to see it before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good. This is one I'm definitely going to see whenever it's released. So, you know, December 24th, um, that Christmas uh, week or weekend, I'm going to make room to see it. You're right. I mean, Top Gun, that that's a summer movie. That's a t- summer feel. Just the heat of everything. It's got that 80s nostalgia. Why didn't they push this one to summer next year, though? I mean, I, I feel know. like they didn't really hesitate to do that with the other ones. Yeah, it's a great point. I, I don't know. It, it may just have been, you know, all of these studios, they, they have these slots, these weekends that they decide months and years, really, ahead of time. And now, you know, where we're going through a period of maybe six months or so where there were theaters are closed. I mean, they're all scrambling each and every uh, studio are scrambling to find their spots. And, you know, just think about all the movies that were going to open up to this December and into February and, and, you know, into summer of next year that are going to have to be pushed back because all the movies that were to come out now are taking their spots. <laughs> so it's like a domino effect. Or how many movies are getting scrapped? Oh, absolutely. On the cutting floor yeah. because of this. Yeah, for sure. So um, that's where we're at uh, right now. So Top Top Gun 2, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, as well. You and I, I'm sure you and I will probably maybe dedicate a, an episode towards that. Maybe we can talk Top Gun 1 and 2. <laughs> or we'll find some way to watch it together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but moving on here, so... Eternals, uh, Marvel Eternals, which is one, honestly, I don't know if they've even gotten to a marketing push with that yet. We, we saw some casting news. They kind of stood the stage at Comic-Con. Yeah, and on a side note with that, because they did a big thing with Comic-Con last year. Yeah. Uh, Comic-Con this year has been since canceled. They just announced that. Oh, So wow. there is no big push for this movie uh, this year. So that, that could hurt this one here. Because, I mean, I have no idea. I don't know anything about the Eternals, quite frankly. Me neither, yeah. And they didn't delay it that far, honestly. If it was originally supposed to come out in November, you could see them kind of really pushing, you know, September, October with the marketing initially. Um, they are moving it to February 2021, and historically over the last few years, um, that actually has been a successful month. It hadn't been in the past, but I think De- uh, Deadpool changed all that. You've had Deadpool, you've had Black Panther come out in February the last few years, and they were gangbusters, so... You know, if they market it right, if they get people familiar with the property and who the Eternals are, and if it seems like an interesting watch, I mean, they do have a good cast. I think it's possible for them to kind of make headway and and put a a well-received film out in February 2021. But uh, question marks once again. Yeah, I think with that one there, I think they'd be smart to go ahead and utilize Disney+. Plus. Oh, yeah. And go ahead and uh, just kind of put things out there, kind of content about the Eternals and kind of one of those kind of leading up. If they can maybe do like a like a almost like a pre-show type setup uh, for the movie, you know, dealing with the actors and maybe interviews with the actors, kind of like an E.T. type setup and kind of and play off of that. Maybe like debut a trailer on Disney Plus. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, they have I, I mean, Disney's not stupid. They've got ways and plenty of avenues to go ahead and. You know, push things, get people excited about things. We This is just one we haven't really had any buzz about yet. Yeah. So um, come February, it's going to be one I most likely check out. I mean, I check out pretty much every Marvel film. Um, but uh, the next one here that really breaks my heart, if you know anything about me, I was looking forward to this probably the most this summer, was uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, the uh, third, well, fourth technically Ghostbusters film. <laughs> Um, to take place. I, I was really jazzed about that uh, trailer that came come out. It was kind of had a different feel to it. 
and I couldn't wait for July 10th. It was going to be probably the, the movie of the summer for me. And they pushed it all the way to March 5th, 2021. They got a big bump. Yeah, I'm so disappointed because in my head, I was hoping for an October release. You know, it's, you know, it's Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's, yeah. Halloween would make sense. Yeah. But it, it is a blockbuster. So when you yeah. go blockbuster, and I almost feel like they may have done this a favor. Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks for it to be bumped as far as it is, but they're putting it all the way to March, kind of ramping into those summer months again. Yeah. So it may be the kickoff of, you know, next year's type of, you know, movies for them. But yeah, it sucks to have to wait, you know, that, that long for that, that movie. Yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of, uh, I'm feeling it. You know, my preference would have been October just to, because I feel like we'll finally be ready, you know, towards that part of the year. We're kind of through the summer. And we'll definitely be um, hopefully past a lot of this uh, quarantine stuff that we're uh, living with currently. And, and by October, I, I felt like folks would be comfortable enough to really kind of pack the theaters again. Um, That's going to be the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been kind of watching, you know, me and my sports stuff. And they're trying to figure out how to bring, like, say, college football back. And they were saying, okay, if they have the games, how many people are actually going to come to the stadiums? How many people are going to feel comfortable? Right. Going into them. So if they're talking something down those lines where people are just, they live it, it's their culture. How many people are going to come to the theater? I mean, how, like, is this going to be like a year long thing before we see these, you know, theaters actually back to where they used to be? Uh, are all these movies going to be, are they going to be considered, you know, flops? Right. Because they're, they're not going to make the money that they made a year, you know, prior because of the situation and everyone's new awareness of, you know, not wanting to get ill. You're right. I mean, every single movie that comes out over the next year, it's probably going to have that asterisk applied to it as far as, well, it came out during 2020 or, you know, early 2021 where folks just didn't, weren't prepared or weren't ready to head back into the theater. Uh, but just to kind of move on here, um, it's one we talked about already as far as the trailer, uh, which we both kind of liked um, and we were both kind of intrigued by was Morbius. Yeah, this one got a bump to March 19th of next year. It's supposed to come out July 31st of this year. So it got a pretty big bump as well. I really don't have a whole lot to say about this one here. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was kind of intrigued by the trailer. Uh, I haven't seen the trailer in a while. I and mean, then we kind of, you know, went through it prior. But I almost kind of feel this is down the same lines of, say, the internals almost. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know anything about it, is this how badly is this going to hurt the movie? Um, it's definitely going to be out in theaters. But I feel like if, if Sony wasn't so desperate, this would be a great platform to put out on a streaming service. You know, sell it to, I don't know, HBO or something uh, to premiere online. I feel like like kind of how we talked about with um, with Artemis Fowl, how it just adds a layer of uh, specialness to to the release. Um, you know, it gives us something to watch at home immediately, something that we were intrigued by with trailers recently. Um, you know, with kind of waiting and putting it in the theaters, I, I don't know. I, you know, I was only somewhat excited to buy it. But, you know, look, <laughs> looking at it now, I don't know if I'll head to the theaters March 19th to go see it. Who knows? Yeah, well, right now we're looking at, you know, the movies that have been bumped. You mentioned earlier about the movies that were affected by this. Yeah. So Morbius may be up against another movie that we have more interest in. Right. Or maybe a week after. I mean, we already had to pick and choose what movies we can you know, afford to go see or find the time to go see, you know, on top of all this. So this may be one that winds up getting bumped by us just because there's another one either a week prior or a week before that we're interested in. Yeah, it'll be really strange uh, over the next year or two because typically there are, you know, spaces within the year where there's not a lot of great movies coming out. I'm thinking of, uh, you know, January, kind of the, the, 
the uh, early parts of the year. Used to be February, but really only there's typically over the last couple of years maybe one hit movie in February. All the rest are stinkers. Um, and then you know you have some dead zones like uh, late August into September. I don't I don't think there's going to be room for any dead zones next year. Um, you know if you have stuff that was already slated to come out during that time and all the stuff that was supposed to come out now is coming out then. They may have to fill up those dead spots. Maybe we'll have a full year of summer blockbusters where every month has something big. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. You're looking only maybe a week or two in between big releases. They don't have that ability to go ahead and delay a movie now. Yeah. Because they don't want to, say, go up against a Marvel or Star Wars. You know what I mean? They're going to have to put it out because they have to release these movies and make some type of money off them. And why not, really? I mean, you know, if you had this crowded slate for the summer where you're trying to be the best of the best um, in the the hot June ticket to be um, kind of be in that competition and and, uh, be a summer blockbuster – you know, we're kind of in un- unseen circumstances here. Why not move your movie to one of those quieter months, like a February, like an August, like a September, and be the, the ruler of the roost? I mean, um, you know, it could go either way. Either people stay away, or by that point, people will be hungry to get back to the theater and see, see a movie. They'll feel comfortable enough to do that. So uh, we'll just see how this uh, this strange, strange world moves forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then we have, obviously, was it uh, Fast and Furious 9 or F9, if you want to be fancy? You put F9 uh, here, and I didn't know what the heck that was. Like, F9, like the function key on my keyboard? <laughs> I didn't know they made a movie about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so our next movie here, uh, F9 or Fast and the Furious, you know, 9, you know, however you want to look at it. Uh, it was supposed to be out in May. This one's being bumped to April of next year. So, I mean, this is almost getting a full bump of a year. Uh I mean, this this series here is going to live on. This is one of those ones people are it, there's like there's a cult following behind this these movies. So this one doesn't. I, I mean, I don't think we need to get too deep into it. But this one's going to be it's going to be fine. It's going to make a lot of money. It's going to do it's what uh, what it does. Uh, big explosions, fast cars, and you know they could release it in a on a Tuesday in in October and it's, it'll do summer numbers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but our last one here, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, it was supposed to come out on in May of 2021. This was moved to November 5th of 21. So, I mean, this was already a little ways out. So, I think they're being a little proactive with this one here. I don't know if they even had to mess with this one. Yeah. I mean, that's a long time to wait. I don't know if, how soon this thing's going to be on my radar. Um, and, you know, they even had some behind-the-scenes stuff where they switched out directors of this movie recently. Um, so, uh, we'll see. Hopefully, that won't delay it any further. I mean, it's already kind of far out there. Yeah, this one's kind of been has already had its ups and downs behind the scenes. So, uh, I mean, they they didn't have to touch this one. They didn't have to announce when this one was going to be delayed to or anything on those lines. Because who knows if it was actually going to make that May release time anyway. And that's um, you know, we're talking about all the stuff that's really kind of already shot, mostly kind of was in post production, already in the can, and just kind of waiting to be released. But uh, think of all the stuff right now that would be in production right now, stuff that would be filming right now. Um, you know, it kind of boggles the mind just the delay of of this whole thing and how it affects how it's going to affect TV shows and everything going yeah. forward. Because right now we're kind of staying at home, enjoying things that have already been shot, you know, months ago. But uh, it'll reach a point where we're going to be in the wasteland of a desert of of content. We're going to be turning to like you know YouTube and people making like content from their house because uh, nobody was able to shoot anything that was any Hollywood style quality to it. Yeah, no, everything's from their phones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this has been, I mean, we we went over quite a few here. 
I mean, I know we missed some. There's some that didn't even have a release date on them yet. Or they had a release date, but they didn't have like their projected new one on them. So it's kind of left us off the, off the board. Uh, no need to go over all of them. I figured we'll talk about some of the big ones like we have here. I mean, the, the Ghostbusters, Top Gun, uh, I think were the, the top two for us that are being affected by this. But, um, you know, we're right at that point of the show, right? Well, we can go ahead and jump in the car, cruise right into the cheesy, get into our dad jokes here so we can have something to smile about. Uh, do you have yours available, sir? Um, I do. I'm not very proud of it, but we'll just roll with it. It's uh, Easter related. Um, so here it is. Uh, what kind of jewelry do rabbits wear? What kind? 14 karat gold. Yeah, I would kept it in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's kind of stinky, too. Uh, mine was uh, uh, down the Star Wars line here. Uh, how long has Anakin been evil? I don't know. How long? Since the Sith grade. Oh, God. That was bad, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I told you. We both had Snickers. <laughs> oh, those two were rough. Let me tell you. <laughs> hey, we told you cheesy. I mean, we warned you before you even listened, so. <laughs> that was some Limburger cheese, my friend. That was stinky. I like it. That's awesome. Well, I think it's a good spot for us to go ahead and end on a, uh, on a very bad note. <laughs> uh, but you know where to find us by now. I'm Chris at uh, dadnarock.com. I'm Sean at dadnarock.com. Uh, you can find us on uh, the social media platforms, both Facebook and Twitter, uh, both at you know dadnarock.com. I am actively out there, you know, tweeting, you know, about anything, everything. So find us there and uh, continue to love. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. I've got the need, the need for speed. <laughs> <laughs>